Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indy's Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma and Ian Arnold, the hardworking mortgage guys. Please contact Rick and Ian for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Now, here's the hardworking mortgage guys, Rick Ritma and Ian Arnold. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just want to remind you that most for the most up-to-date information on mortgages in Indy's real estate market, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And I'm Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy, and I've had the honor of working with over 5,200 mortgage borrowers, helping each one of them find their best mortgage option. As a certified mortgage planner, I know my team and I can walk you through and, and help you work through the entire process every step of the way. And I mean, are a part of Rick's hardworking mortgage team. And I've been in the financial industry for over 15 years, helping people buy what they want and helping them increase their overall wealth. And also, if they need their uh, credit increase, I can help them increase that score too. Yeah, increasing credit scores can be a big deal. And on today's show, we're extremely excited. We have Brandy Dawkins, and she is with, it's a big one, Keller Williams, Indy Metro Northeast. Right. right. Yep. Okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Say that three times fast. I can't. <laughs> and and you know, I, as I told you, I, I looked up online. And I always look for you know what's the best way to talk about somebody, and I found a review that I thought really helped, really encapsulated who you are and why somebody would want to use you. So that's that's how I'm going to introduce you because I think it really does help. But I got to read it. So bear with me says, Brandy was very helpful and patient with me from the beginning to the end. She was very supportive, always understanding and encouraging, always available day or night to answer any questions. Brandy is a gem with a big heart, and there's a heart there. She definitely went above and beyond for me. I highly recommend her as your realtor. You won't be disappointed. You know, that's the type, uh, uh, this type of excellent service and care is how, you know, Brandy was propelled to become in uh, one of Indy's real estate gurus. Brandy, that's phenomenal. Thank you. And, you know, I think it's so important that you, what I, consistency is what I see in, in the top producers in real estate, the ones who do the best. And it's all, it's always because of they care about their clients more than anything else. That's the number, I, I think that's, one of the number one things that we see certainly the number one thing we look we look for for having somebody on our show we want somebody who cares yes. you know that that's there for their their clients before we really get too far into it what's the best way for somebody to contact you the way you can contact me is via my cell my cell phone number is 317-682-8413 and you can call or text that number and that's 317-682 8413. That's correct. That's the best number. That's the best Text number. or call. Text or call. <laughs> and better call or text right now. Go ahead and give her a call or Do text her. Now. Any real Do estate needs that you have. Go ahead and give her a call. All right. We yes. keep this up. There's going to be like, if you do, uh, you'll get two for the price of one. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So what actually got you into becoming a realtor? Um, I became a realist, realtor um, because my parents were into real estate, flipping homes. Um, my dad, he was a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really want to become a realtor. 
I really wanted to flip homes because that's what I seen. But once I got into school, I was intrigued by the whole process of helping people create financial um, wealth and generational wealth through real estate. And I'm like, oh my goodness, everybody needs to own a home. <laughs> so that's how everything started for me. And you're right. Everybody needs to own a home. Yes. That, you know, you're talking about wealth and generational wealth. It's so important that every, you know, when you can, not everybody should buy a home at, at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody should right. own a home right now, but everybody should at some point buy a home. And when you look at the wealth difference between a homeowner and a renter, right? it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's five or six hundred thousand dollars in difference in wealth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it shocks me. And, and I always find it interesting. You know, you have some people and you and I were talking about it a few weeks ago that, that will tell you, Oh no, you should, you should rent, but they're the same people who rent are, are the landlords. Right. It's okay right. for them to own a home, but it's not good for you to own a home. Right. It is good for everybody. And the vast majority of people who are at, you know, who, who would like to buy a home can. And those who can't, if they really work at it and work with somebody, like we'll help them, you'll help them, you can get them to that point. It doesn't usually take that long. They just have to make some possible sacrifices to have what they want, which is their goal of owning a home. Exactly. I know I always put on my social media, um, I always say, have you added up how much you've paid towards your rent since you first moved out of your parents' home or first got home from college and all that? Like some people are like, well, I've paid over $100,000. And I'm like, you could have paid that towards a home. So that's something that I try to tell my clients to think about as well. Like, are you in a position to continue to pay towards someone else's wealth or do you want to start creating your own wealth yeah because that is it's it's so vital and the sooner you start the sooner you start saving money the sooner you start investing money the sooner you buy a house the better off you are as long as your situation is is correct for owning a house right right yeah my my son and daughter-in-law they were living in kentucky and they said, we want to buy a house. We want to buy a house. Well, how long are you going to live here? Yeah. Well, we're not going to live here that long. We want to, then don't, you don't want to buy a home. Mm -hmm. The market we just came through, if you'd owned a home, it'd been fine. But mm -hmm. you have to look, you don't know. You have to look at the general market. In the general market in our area, you know, you need to have that home a little time to really build that wealth because every payment helps build equity. Right. And every month as the home increases in value, helps build equity. That equity is your wealth. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's critical. It is critical. Yeah. <laughs> and, Very. <laughs> and your parents obviously understood that. Yes. And they did a phenomenal job of making sure you understood that. Right. Yeah. Correct. That yeah. you see. And I think that's the other thing. You had great mentors. Yes. My mom, actually, she's um, one of the top people in Indiana that helps individuals create um, their own businesses and things like that. Oh, wow. And that's one thing that she teaches, um, like create your own wealth through building um, your business and also through building your credit to own a property or crowdfunding, whatever you need to do, but you need to invest into yourself. Yeah. That is the one thing I think schools have lacked in, especially high school. Now, I did just recently see that uh, there is a bill proposed to that 
before they can any high school kid graduates that they had to take a financial class. Nice. And I'm like, that is the first thing. Right. If you want to stop the people, families not having or being that first kid or first person to ever own a home or something like that, that's an easy way to do it because they learn about credit score because you need a credit score to buy a home. They mm-hmm. learn about saving money, investing, stuff like that. And all that goes to, like you said, overall wealth. Right. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love it. They're finally getting it because some of the things we learned in school were like, okay, (laughs) when will we apply this? (laughs) We do math all the time. I took calculus and math topics and everything like that at North Central. I don't think I'll ever use that ever again. Let's be honest. (laughs) Just worked your brain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't do enough teaching of your finances in school. It's actually one of those things that's so important, but they don't always do that. So you need somebody who can help you understand that. And and I'm guessing that that's that's a area that you really have a strength in is showing people where that house can really make a difference in their lives. Right, right. Like you said, I asked my clients too, like, how long do you plan to be in Indiana? And if you are planning to be here and you don't have any um, plans on moving out of the state or anything else, like now is the time to buy. Like you don't really want to wait until the market changes because you don't know what it's going to change into. Like everybody, the market that we just came out of, they're like, we're just going to wait until the market changes. And now look at the market we're in. <laughs> like it probably was best for you to go ahead and start your generational wealth at that time because you're just still continuing to wait and wait and wait and pay into somebody else as well. Right. And and before when they they didn't do it because the market was hot. Right. The uh, that that $200,000 house is now $238,000. Right. Right? The interest rate that was at 3% is now significantly higher than that. Right. Right? So it cost them a ton by waiting. They don't they don't always understand the cost of waiting. Right. I think that's a that's a problem that some people have that they that they it's hard. It's not really fair because it's hard to really understand what it costs to not move forward. You think what's the effect? And it may not be there may be a, a positive effect if it's something that depreciates in value. Right, right. But homes appreciate. Yes, they do. (laughs) I always tell my clients that, like, this home is going to appreciate. Look at this home that you have maybe looked at three years ago. Look at the price it was three years ago and look at the price it is today. It's going to appreciate. But sometimes individuals that have never purchased a home, they don't watch those things. But they do watch watch the rent rising. So So what most people don't realize, uh, Indiana. Indiana, it's roughly about five and a half percent your house appreciates every year. Now, again, every pocket, every little house yeah. depends how you take care of it. It's going to change that for those factors. Right. But if you're looking at five and a half percent every year, I'll take that investment over than putting it into a savings account. <laughs> right, right. Where you'll just get like seventeen dollars a year <laughs> on that money. You're like, okay, am I supposed to deal with this on my taxes? This seventeen dollars. Make sure you don't want to get taxed on that. <laughs> right. I'll be following that seventeen dollars. <laughs> yeah. But you know what you just said is very accurate. 
because of the tax benefit of putting something in a in an IRA. Yeah. Okay. My wife and I renewed our IRA, and I I think you know we we put well one of them was just four thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I think after a year, it was like worth four thousand. Ten dollars. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's so not accurate. like it wasn't very good, right? <laughs> but but the tax benefits made it worthwhile. It's the only reason I did it. So, but somebody has to look at that on a house, and sometimes you, okay, maybe not you, but you could look at somebody you've sold a house three years ago, and it sold for two hundred. What is it selling for today? And and that's the equity they built, right? Right. Right. And I think they don't understand equity. And I kind of feel like as a realtor, it's my responsibility to keep on educating individuals on what equity is. Um, and I think you have to start at that base point. Like, do you want to spend so-and-so amount of money on rent? Or do you want to see your property value increase from $200,000 to three years later, it's worth maybe two fifty dollars or more? Yeah, and you can sell difference. the property, and I think they don't understand. When you sell that property, you not only get to make the difference, walk away with the difference, and that's what I always say. You walk away with that difference after fees and taxes and things like that. You can put that in your pocket, or you can actually put it in another account and pay your mortgage for the next year and continue to work and save and create your wealth. Right. And – there's a piece of the payment that puts takes down the balance of the mortgage. Right. So it's not just the equity. You know, when you make a when you make a rent payment, you, that's it's just made, right? It's yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. When you make a mortgage payment, some of that is going to pay down the mortgage. So that that hundred and eighty thousand dollar mortgage or whatever it was, right. three years later may only be one seventy five. Right. And then the house went from two to two fifty. Yeah. So you just now all of a sudden you have seventy five thousand dollars. Right, right. You know, and it may not all be brand new, but it may be uh, fifty thousand from appreciation and five from paying off down the mortgage. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just throwing out numbers, but right. that makes a big difference. We are running up against the break. Okay. What's the best way for somebody to contact you? What's the best? If you want to contact me, contact me on my cell at three one seven six eight two eight four one three. And that text or call. Text or call. And 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 you're available most of the time. I'm available. All the time. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say all the time, but I bet you get back with people in a timely fashion. I will get too, back with you. you. Yeah. So if they have any needs for any real estate needs, uh, I will be there. Contact, contact you. me at 317 682 8413. And to contact Ian or I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And after the break, we're going to find out. We're going to ask the hardest question, according to Ian, that we ask because it's the question of the week. Advisors Mortgage Group is licensed by Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS 664-589. Hi, I'm Rick Ritma with the Hardworking Mortgage Guys and Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe delivering the best mortgage for you is why we exist, and it's how we all succeed. We believe honesty, kindness, and hard work are how we honor each client. At Hardworking Mortgage Guys, we believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe in always presenting you with all your options 
you get the loan you want the way you want it. We believe in continually monitoring the rules, rates, and market trends so you don't have to. We believe in working hard to meet your closing date so that your entire plan isn't upended. We believe in offering the same quick online process that the box store mortgage companies brag about. Whether you're refinancing or buying your first home, we believe there is a best mortgage for you, and we believe we are the team to deliver it. Find us online at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. All right, so here's ready for the question. The question of the week is sponsored by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we fit your uh, mortgage to fit your needs. Contest today at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That is hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Now it's time for Questions with the Gurus. All right, so here it is. What was your first car? My first car was a Mazda. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the model? I don't remember the model. I don't. Was there anything special about the car? Sometimes it's not good special. (laughs) Usually our first cars have a lot of special things (laughs) they give us. (laughs) Um, It had a sunroof, and that was amazing. But um, it was like... Back then was like a luxury vehicle. Okay. <laughs> but now that I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't so luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was luxury because, that's, I mean, it's your first car. You went from, yeah. let's be honest, at that point in time, you go from riding a two-wheel bicycle <laughs> with handbrakes, and you're like, all right, now I'm in this car. Oh, I can yeah. drive anywhere I want. Right. I can go to school. I can right. go to a friend's house. <laughs> it's luxury, just in a different mindset than what we are currently at today right right so. yes very <laughs> yeah I, I if you can't tell i love cars so so does ian's okay. a car guy too not as much as nice. i am but cars that's why we asked the question and we just find it's it's interesting to hear all the different things that people have had and the some of some people have a lot of his you know stories about their car some mm-hmm. some don't some you know some of it's like yeah i had it i totaled it a week later (laughs) which is never good right (laughs) so i know uh you you talked about your dad he did the flips and all that uh and that somewhat helped you get into the business uh so what do you specialize now and do you do like renovate help people in renovations or you do more of the buy the sell or investment properties um, I do more buy and sell um, for residential for families wanting to either be first time homeowners or turning around and selling their first home and um, buying a second property. But my husband is heavy into flipping and he's a realtor as well. Okay. So you, you really have experience both ways. And if you have somebody who's looking to flip, then, yeah. you know, you can, you know, you have them talk with your husband. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty competitive, though. When he buys a flip, I'm like, "Ooh, I have to buy another flip." <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm like, "My kitchen looked way better than yours." <laughs> so flipping, if somebody is looking to flip properties, they don't have to talk to your husband; they just talk directly to you. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. do it too. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. good. And you're good. And <laughs> you're you're the better best. than him. <laughs> I'm way better than. Him. <laughs> 
Well, that's good to know. And I, I think by her look, I'm not going to even attempt. If I'm going to flip, I'm calling her, not her husband. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just, I'm just right. thinking about family game night. That's a pretty competitive household right there. Right. <laughs> so that, what, what should somebody look for? They're out looking. They're thinking about hiring a real estate agent to buy or sell a home. What should they look for in that agent? I would say you want to make sure your agent is very educated in the market that we're currently in because the market is ever-changing. And so you want to make sure that agent can answer questions about the current market. You want to make sure you have an agent that is available because it can be very stressful purchasing a home. And sometimes we have to kind of limit that stress on the client. Um, I myself, I would like to see, um, if I was looking for an agent, I would like to see an agent that is actually producing. Because if I know that you're producing, I know that you're actually staying up to date on the market. You know what's going on. You know what's current. And you know your contracts. If you are producing like every so often, you might not be looking at those contracts every um, very often. So contracts actually change very frequently (laughs) i mean the other thing nice about exactly what you said is you know what happens if a hiccup were to come around so you know how to get uh get around that objection or that issue and give the people their best decisions to make right options to make right right Mm -hmm. and based on that tell us about your business and how you line up with what somebody should look for um I do stay current on the market. I listen to several podcasts. I read a lot. Um, And when things are coming to me via email or things like that, I I immediately read them because I feel like they're not just coming to us for any reason. Those are the experts that know how, where the market is headed to. And even if I read something and the market doesn't actually do whatever this information that I've gotten said, it's still something that you can take from that. So I make sure I'm reading. Reading is fundamental. (laughs) (laughs) You must read. Yeah, it's very important. So I read about um, the market. I make sure I talk to lenders, see where the interest rate is, see what's best for my clients. Um, it's it's good to have a relationship with lenders that you are working with. Um, um, I produced almost $11 million last year, so that lets you know like I'm actually staying current. I'm keeping up with clients. I, I do turn over clients really fast so that I make sure I'm getting to the next client and serving my clients as they are needed. That's awesome. How do you stay in touch with clients once they've closed on the house? Do you have a process in which you stay in touch with people? Yes, I have a CRM. Um, I make sure I acknowledge all the holidays um, for my clients. It just makes them feel warm and fuzzy. Like, And sometimes when I send something out, like I'm getting ready to send out a Valentine's um, Day um, email, they'll respond even around Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're like, hey, Brandy, I really miss you. <laughs> and I miss them too. And a lot of them keep up with me via text or email. Um, I make sure I text them on their anniversaries and um, just say thank you for allowing me to be your realtor. And if you need anything or just need to make sure they keep up on their home warranties and making sure they um, have gotten that homestead file before the end of the year. Like those are ways that I keep up with my clients. And, and I, most, I'm guessing most of your clients become friends. 
Yes. <laughs> it's hard not to because yeah. you work with them so closely, right? Yeah, you talk to them every day. So then after that, it's kind of like at closing, like, okay, are we going to end things right here? <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> like, are you done with me? <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. We had our house remodeled, and it was – those people, they were there – every day right yeah for months mm-hmm. and and not that it that isn't kind of annoying at times my wife was like i'm gonna miss talking you know and and so she's kept in touch yeah. because you don't want to lose that you want mm-hmm. you, your friends you want to know what's going on in their lives and and yeah. i find top agents are all that way mm-hmm. i think most agents are that it's just that it's it's hard not to be yeah, I find that a lot of my clients after we close, they either during the process or after the process, they um, follow me on social media. And yeah. then they're like, oh, Brittany, you had a daughter. And oh, your daughter just had a birthday. Like they like to get to know who you are on a personal level besides um, real estate. Like, what do you do on the weekends? Like, what are your favorite food? Like, and they're like, oh, I went to that restaurant too. And then that also helps me to, if I decide to give them an anniversary gift, like they said that was their favorite restaurant. So now I can send them a gift card. And that creates a relationship and returns clients after they're ready to sell that property or buy another property. Yeah, I mean, your follow-up is it's really good, and that's one. I think one reason why it makes you uh, what we call the guru. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. So, I think there is something in there that when you're following up with people, people you just don't understand that, especially if you're a new realtor, how much that means. You have to realize most people only buy maybe one to three houses, maybe even four uh, mm-hmm. houses in their lifetime. Yeah. So. To have a realtor, you can always contact for any questions, and it's the same one. They feel like they know you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like a salesperson who sees a hundred customers a day, and it's just like you're just off the whim. So yeah. I think that's phenomenal that you have to stay in front of them because they'll stay with you, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. And they'll be your biggest referral. I All of my clients are like referral-based um, from either someone that I know or social media or something like that. Um, but I've never paid for leads. So everybody always asks, like, what, what platform do you use for leads? And I'm like, I don't use one. So there's not one that I can refer to you. And yeah. I think that's from me following up and treating them like, a friend instead of a client like okay i'm just turning you over next one (laughs) and it's a lot easier to do that than to try to uh, the the leads i I mean i find very few people that make those lead programs work anyway yeah i think it's trying to be the easy way out and there really isn't anything that can replace the human contact the becoming friends the working with somebody the getting to know each know somebody and them knowing that you have their best interest at heart Right, right, right. It's mm-hmm. hard to replace that. And you can't really, it's, it, you know, on a lead, it's it's very difficult. On a referral, the people already know you and you've already been, re, you know, re, they tell what a great person you are and what a great agent you are. That's a lot easier, to, a lot easier, a lot more fun to work with. Right, right. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's critical. Um, so what is your superpower? My superpower, I um, I learned what my superpower was after I 
has said for so long, like, I hate how mellow I am. And I went through coaching and my life coach was like, that's your superpower. And I was like, what? Like, no, it's not. I'm like, I'm telling you, I need to be fixed. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be mellow. And she's like, no, that's your way that you can calm down your clients. Like you said, this is a very stressful situation. And you staying mellow makes everybody else kind of mellow back down instead of saying, okay, you're stressed out. I'm stressed out, too. Let's all be stressed out and stress each other. (laughs) So me being mellow is my superpower. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's one of those things that is vital in a in a top a, a, vital in a real estate agent, in my opinion, because of the stress involved for the clients when they're buying or selling a home. Mm, yeah, you've got to have that person there that knows what they're doing, that can walk you through the process, and can stay emotionally uninvolved in it. So that when you get all in, you know, you're you're upset because they asked you to fix a, an outlet. Yeah. You know, in your house it's, mm-hmm. and you take it because it's your house. You kind of take offense to it. Yeah. It isn't meant to be that when you need somebody who can say, well, calm down, calm down. Let's mm-hmm. remember why we're doing this. And this is an inexpensive fix. Right. Let's just talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Right. Right. And I, I feel like I had to get to the point where I realized like, okay, they're going through the motions. Like they're not upset at me. Right. They're just going through the motions of either selling their home or buying a home because you have to think about the fact that this is hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. So right. they're like, do I really want to do this? Am I doing the right thing? Oh my God, maybe I should just keep renting. So I kind of have to notice that and say, hey, don't get stressed out we're doing okay and kind of bring them back instead of saying yeah i agree like that does sound crazy (laughs) which is your superpower yeah and we're coming up on break so are actually at the end of the show what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they need to contact you for any real estate needs the best way to get a hold of me is via my cell 317-682-8413 and to contact Ian or I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And, you know, I know we're running out of time on the, on the uh, radio side, but please join us on the podcast. You're listening to Indies Real Estate Gurus with Rick Ritma and Ian Arnold. To hear the conclusion of this interview, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com and hit the podcast tab. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 6645890. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage? Well, I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building. And I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind. So I kind of just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for, so I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and 
maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a, hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Well, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either, you know, very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now and and I agree. I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years that he's very patient but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs. So Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely. And I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. All right. And welcome back. If you're tuned in right after the radio, you went to the right spot. So I have one question I love to always ask. What is you think is your most memorable deal? Um, My most memorable deal is um, I serviced a husband and wife and then turned around and I serviced their daughter and son-in-law. And it was like they were both buying these properties that they were so excited about. And it made me feel accomplished to work with this family. And they just embraced me so much. And it made me feel like I was a part of their family. And now when I see them, I'm like, oh, my God, there's like my mom and my sister and her husband. Like, it just made me feel so accomplished. And I feel like that was the kickstart to my career. That's awesome. So do you get invited to the family reunions now? Yes. Okay. Yes. They invite me to everything. <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about. You become friends. You be- yes. Or even more than friends sometimes. It's yes. Because, you, because it is a stressful process, I think there's more bonding that goes on because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's remarkable. So what are two resources that you think, man, if I didn't have these two resources, I would not be where I am today? Oh, um, a CRM, (laughs) (laughs) a CRM. And when I first started with real estate, I didn't know how to utilize that. Um, a CRM and also an assistant. Um, I didn't know how to utilize an assistant. And I felt like, um, the thing that we lack as new agents is not reaching out to someone that actually knows how to teach you how to use those things so that you can, um, I don't know, go to the next level with your real estate. Um, And that's what I was willing to do. I was willing to invest in myself and go. I didn't want to just go to people and say, hey, I just want to pick your brain. I don't want to do that to anyone because your brain is valuable. Um, I owe you for teaching me things that you took time to learn. So I wanted to go to individuals that were willing to offer that for a fee so that they knew how much I appreciate it. And I also feel like things that we pay for, we take in a little better. Like if it's free, sometimes we're like, oh, it's free. Like, I'll go back to that later. No, you're investing into it. So you're actually going to use that. Yeah, there are times when pain sets you up. I I have always been a CRM, which is uh, vital to me. I've been using one for 30, 30 years at least. Mm -hmm. And it's vital because it's no matter how good your memory is, you're not going to remember to contact everybody and and then you get busy and you don't do it. So you have to have that. You have to have some, some type of 
software or some type of system, not really a software. You just have to have a system in which to stay, stay on top of that. So it's, I, I agree with you. It's vitally important and it's vitally, which is really good. You're smart enough that you understand. And, and when I say I, most people don't, so you're well above what most people are that I have found that, that I, it, it's critical that I do these things. And it's critical that I learn from somebody who will teach me these things. So you seek people out to give you that knowledge. Right. Not learning from your own mistakes, learn from their mistakes and let them teach you so you don't make those mistakes. Right, right. (laughs) And I'm sure that that's a big piece of why you're so successful is that you have a process to stay in touch with people. Right. Yeah. Which is why you brought it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do. I do have a process. And like I said, that's how you keep turning um, the wheels on your business is following up with individuals like they may say no now but they may say yes in two years (laughs) right oh just so everybody knows when rick said he had a crm that was not a computer 30 years ago (laughs) that was a rolodex (laughs) he just rolled through all right gotta call Susie. gotta call jay it actually was a recipe box to be quite honest it was two recipe boxes that i kept because you got, I had to have one with their names in it in case they called, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I had one where I did the follow-up, and then I had marked where they were in the follow-up, right, so I could find them if they called. So I'd look them up, and then I could find it. Because that you have to be able to do that, but you also yeah. have to know, you know, okay, so I pull it out. Today it said, okay, these are the five people I got to contact, and what I got to do. That's what I did. Now it's yeah. a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But here's what I found. I had a lot of people back then who wanted to know how I did it and I showed them my system and they didn't do it on my system, right? They didn't do anything. So then I bought a computer. My brother was into computers and he taught me on a program called ACT, which was a, one of the, the first CRMs. And he taught me the program and I hired some people who were experts at it, like you did, to teach me everything. And so some, then people would come back and say, okay, now what are you doing? And I'd show them and then they wouldn't do it. So what I learned is you can try, but the reality is I think them investing in it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, they have to understand the value. And, and if, if they don't, there's not any much you can do. Some people actually did at some point come back and go, okay, I'm going to do this. And they committed to it. And I, have you had that with, with people who don't, don't use it? And then all of a sudden will, or they either do or they don't. Most people I find do or don't, but. Yes, I think that's my biggest struggle right now. Um, I created, well, by default, I created a team about um, almost a year and a half ago now. And I would say, okay, this is go- this is what you guys need to do because I feel like they came to me and wanted to be under me because they seen that, oh, she's actually producing and that's what I want to do as an agent. I want to produce. So I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how you produce some clients. Do this, do it over and over again and keep doing and then add this to it. And they weren't doing it. And that was so frustrating to me. So now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, let me step back, continue to focus on my business and then maybe – try to be intentional about attracting agents and not just have a default team, a a team where it's like, okay, I didn't look to have a team, but now all these people are here. Let me help them and actually be intentional about, okay, now I'm ready to have a team 
and I'm going to be strategic about the people that I allow on the team, not just say, okay, everybody, come on, let's go. You can be on my team. You can be, yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. That's smart. Very smart because it, it's so easy. It, it's so funny that people want to be on your team because they see your success, but they don't actually understand the work it requires. So they want success, but they aren't willing to do the work. Right. Right. I don't get it. Right. Yeah. And it made me feel like I was not doing something right. And I I started to like go into this downward spiral and I'm like, no, you got to come back. You're doing what's right. You just have to be right about attracting the right ones. And they're great agents. They'll be great agents, but they just may not be the agents that I need on the team. So right. I have to be strategic about, okay, these are agents that I do want to stay. These are agents that I feel like they would probably be best somewhere else. Yeah, because, I mean, the reality is they, they're either going to work or they're not going to work, and you, you need right. them to work, and if right. they aren't going to work. And, you know, it, it's not that they aren't great people, not that mm-hmm. they aren't great agents, right? but they're never going to be big volume producers. They could if they just stay in the business long enough and do it. If you just do a few mm-hmm. and you and you at least do some follow-up, you'll mm-hmm. probably be able to produce something, you know? Yeah. But it's so much better to have people who are in the same mindset as you because you motivate them and they motivate you. Right, and that's how what I don't feel right now. I just And sometimes I also think to myself, like, Maybe because I see sometimes the agents, they go to another place and they're doing exactly what I told them to do. And I was like, well, maybe it's not what it has to be said from someone else, not me. And sometimes I don't encourage everybody. It may maybe I can say something and then they're like, I'm not doing that. But then you can say the exact same thing. And they're like, oh okay, I'll do that. And it's like, okay, I was not the leader for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't beat myself up because I feel like, oh, I wasn't doing something right. It's just not, we didn't align with each other. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ran into that when I used to manage people is Mm -hmm. you don't realize that some people are just happy where they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have had a couple of people selling houses on your team and they're like, oh, I'm happy with one, two a -hmm. year. And you're like looking at one, two a year. That should be one, two a week. What are you thinking about? I mean, so it's just, it's interesting people's mindset. And yeah, yeah, when you form your team, you have to be, like you said, a little bit more picky. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want the strong people around you because let's be honest, as we all grew up, if you put a rotten egg in your group, what's going to happen? You're all going to become rotten. Mm -hmm. And so having that good team, it's, it's very vital. Yeah. Uh, so where do you see or like your the future like this year and even in the next couple of years with your uh, team slash your what you're doing? How do you how do you see your goals and everything working? Um, I don't honestly. This is probably going to come <laughs> as a shock when everybody watches it. <laughs> but I don't really see myself having a team for the next like. Um, maybe one to two years. Um, I want to focus on branching into other regions and things like that and focus on my education. I feel like I can definitely double my numbers, but I have to focus on myself. Like I can't be so available to other agents that I feel like 
are you going to be loyal to me? And I'm giving you all this information, giving you all my education and things like that. Are you going to take it and go somewhere else with it? Um, I can no longer do that. I have to look at myself as valuable and know that the information that I have and the success that I've accomplished is going to be top tier and I can't just say okay I'm handing it out to everybody like you get a packet you get a packet you get all the information I can't do that anymore so for the next one or two years I'm going to focus on me and building my business and being the top agent that I already have accomplished myself to be and follow other regions attract um, agents that are going to be loyal to me and my team and actually um, take my advice and run with it and be a great agent that is willing to um, commit to me and my team. So here's the nice thing. She's be one. She's going to be committed to her client. Yes. Full heartedly. Cause she doesn't have a team, which is awesome. And if they are wanting to get become your client, how would they reach you? They will reach me via my cell at 317-682-8413. And then text or call that number. Text or call. And what was it again? I'm old. I can't remember. <laughs> It's okay. 317-682-8413. After you're done, can you write it in his Rolodex? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't use it anymore. Uh, he's, uh, he's elevated. I have. I have a computer now. <laughs> Thank you very much. And In fact, I was the first person to have a computer. I was working for a builder, and I, had, I went out and bought my own computer because nobody had computers yet. Mm-hmm. And that's how I did it. And it was, wow. it had just moved from DOS to Windows. Wow. I had to get it to Windows because I could not understand DOS for the life of me. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's amazing to me, these people who can do things with DOS, but I don't understand it. Still don't understand it. Don't want to. I want to be able to click and point, click, just do <laughs> <Right>. this. Now <laughs> just that do I can do. <laughs> that I can do. Although I did shut down my email this weekend because I hit the wrong button. But hey, oh, no. such is life. Yeah, it was not fun. I, uh, it was, it, I won't talk about it, but it was, <laughs> it, it still hurts me when I think about it. So just, just so you know. So you're, I know you, it sounds like you have an assistant. Yes. And, and do you, do you currently have anybody else on your team? Is it just you and your assistant? I have a big team. I have, <laughs> and that's my personal team that just works for me as a realtor. Um, I have an assistant. I have a virtual assistant. I have a transaction coordinator. Um, I have a photographer, a videographer, and I have several of those. <laughs> um, I have a showing assistant. Um, am I leaving anybody out? Oh, I have a credit repair specialist, um, and I have a concierge. <laughs> but just but see, for everybody who's listening, if they don't understand how valuable that is, mm-hmm. you you have taken it and you said okay what I'm really going to do what I'm going to do is what I really like to do what I'm really good at and that's the client interface all that however there's other things that are going on in the background that you don't have to be the one taking care of Mm -hmm. and somebody else can do that you've got people on your team who can take care of all that right right Mm -hmm. and that makes that's the only reason you can do big volume is that you have others who can take care of the things that you know are kind of busy work mm-hmm. right right and I, I i'm the same way I, I i make sure i have people doing the things i don't have time to do and quite honestly i don't like doing right 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 
that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you don't like it, it doesn't mean it's not important. It just means you're not as good at it as somebody who actually does like it. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it all the time and they get really good at it. And that's, that's kind of the key. Like I have a virtual assistant also, and they're really good at making phone calls. That's what they love to do. That's what they do. And yeah. so they do a lot of calls for me because it's important and it's vitally important, but it's very time consuming. It is. And mm-hmm. you can't really stay out in front of people without it, but you, you can't work with your clients and give them the time and energy they need without with, and, and then do the other, other things also. Correct. So yes. I think you've done a brilliant job, it sounds like, of setting up your team. Yeah. And at first I was like, I'll do everything by myself. I can handle it. And then I was up until 2 and 3 o'clock every night <laughs> or morning, <laughs> you would say, and then waking right back up at like 7. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that forever. Yeah. No, no. So that – and your husband's kind of doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I – He's more hands-on, so he's going towards the route I was at at being up all night and then uh-huh. getting up early, and I'm like, you got to delegate this, or you got to delegate that, and then you can be able to produce more, And he's, but he's very particular, so he's like, well, I want it done like this, and it's not being done like that, and I'm like, I get it. That's why you got to be slow to hire and quick to fire <laughs> and be okay with it. Yeah. And it's not going to be like he does it. No. Not, never going yeah. to be, but you can't, you have to get over that. I, one of the things I heard, which I thought was brilliant, it helped me immensely is you delegate, delegate the things you don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of us don't delegate things we don't do because we aren't going to do them. So we aren't going to delegate them, but that's, that's foolish. Right. Delegate things you don't do. If you know it needs to be done and you don't do it, delegate it. Right. And if they aren't going to do it the way you did it, is it still better that somebody does it? Yes. Even if it's not, you know, so delegating things you don't do is, mm-hmm. is a good thing. And, and I mean, you cannot possibly keep your health up and everything else if you're working that many hours all the time. Right, right. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. does, does need to do that. And then you have a family, too. Right, right. Right? How many, how many children do you have? I have two. Okay. So I was like, I found myself squeezing my children into my <laughs> schedule. I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't do this. <laughs> Like, okay, y'all do this after I get done working. And it was like, no, I don't want to be that parent. I'm a business owner because I wanted to be more hands-on with my children, not because I wanted to squeeze my children into my day or my schedule. That's not how I want to ever live my life. They don't get mommy time between 4 and 4.30 and that's it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) The 30-minute block. (laughs) Well, it was – it's why – before I bought it, I was really late in coming to the cell phone game. Oh, really? And the reason is, is because I was sitting at a at a light behind a woman. She had her kids in the car, and she was driving, and she was talking away on the phone and completely ignoring her kids. And I thought, I don't want that temptation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't do it for a long time until my company said, you got to have a cell phone. Sorry. And <laughs> we so, need to reach you. <laughs> yeah, then, I, then I got one. But 
I, I always found that that a problem. But we are running out of time. So if somebody has any real estate needs, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is via my cell, 317-682-8413. And you can call or text that number. Again, it's 317-682-8413. That's awesome. And to get a hold of ENRI, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And reminder, if you know any friends, family, or coworkers that are looking to buy, sell, or refinance, please contact any of us and we'll be more than happy to help you guys. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great day.